Once again, he'll be checking back in. Tonto, how you feeling, man? I'm good, brother. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Good to have you open up for our first episode. You know, one of the best, if not the best, I guess I can say the best DJ I know personally. So it's good to have you open up for the first episode of the Baby Radio, bro. Thank you and bless. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Shout out to Tonto. Want to give him a shout out. He's going to take a quick break. He'll be back. Anything you want to say before you dip? Take your break. Uh, just make sure y'all pay attention. Make sure you listen. This is a weekly thing that we're going to start right now. So please, and make sure y'all stay safe and stay in the home and lights off. <laughs> my man. My man. Love, man. Much love. Peace. All right. Tony Tonto will be back at 9, 9 o'clock after the, after the main event right now. Don't dive right into it. I'm going to bring on our, our second host. You know, the great Missy Yasami. I don't know if y'all can even put, put hand claps in the bottle. Please, you know, clap it up. Say hey to her, All that good stuff. How you doing, y'all? I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. That was a good intro. Warm up. Whew. Well, you know, you know, you know. I'm excited. That's the most social interaction I've gotten during social distancing. Right. You know, and that's what we're here for. So just to take it, you know, from the top again, you all in here. Welcome to a Baby Radio episode one brought to you by A Baby, art and education nonprofit. Um, I go by the name of Brad Kerr White, that's brown like Kobe, Kirk like Franklin, white like the color, you know. That's just how it is. Who, is, who are you, ma'am? I am Ayat Solomon, you know, formerly known as Yaya, but you know, you graduate, you gotta <laughs> change it up. I am the program director of A Baby as a whole. As a whole, because it's a whole thing now. It is. It is. Just just looking at where baby has been, we're not celebrating years. A lot of people have asked, you know, you see it, how this 10 year thing has been working. And it, it boils down to we're celebrating the whole year, right? So we hit 10 years, you know, as far as the idea of baby coming to fruition at the end of 2019. So 2020 is the pinnacle of looking back 10 years and saying, what have we done? You know, uh, what are we proud of? How many have we impacted? Uh, Just in general, just in hindsight saying, you know, we're thankful for what a baby has given us. And we're also thankful for what a baby has provided for others. And so this whole year we'll be looking in retrospect of of where we've been and also introducing a lot as far as where we're going, which again is how you get a baby radio. Putting it all together in a, tangible form for all people because I feel like A Baby has touched so many different lives that a lot of people wonder how they can still keep in touch, how they can join the conversation, how they can move on with their careers or lives and still be a part of it. So, yeah. Yeah, so again, you pay attention here. A lot of times we hide a lot of our plans. All of our members always be like, you know, what you got up your sleeve. Here weekly, you can see hand, you know, face to face what we got planned. So, you know, whether it be a baby academy, a baby collegiate group, a baby stage association. I think I saw the Asian here, you know, the coronavirus got us kind of, you know, backed up, but a baby stage association, Charlotte coming soon. I think Keith, Keith is on the bill, so he'll be checking in soon. A baby stage association, Atlanta coming soon. You know, if anybody else is in here that's interested, you know, in taking the baby to that next level, we can shoot you more details from a young adult um standpoint. But I think we can dive into just just some conversations, some topics. What's up? How you feeling, y'all? Um, quarantine. quarantine Honestly, quarantine. this like Corona has <laughs> changed. As an educator, it's already changed my day to day. 
So that's been a big thing. But I feel like when I first went in or when quarantine first started, I, you know, I tweeted like, use this time for your mental health, you're this, you're that. But then we got extended another week and then another week and then another week. So I'm currently at a very non-productive point. And I feel guilty about it, but not non-productive in the sense that, you know, LLC Twitter, what is it called? Mm-hmm. Rock Nation Brunch Twitter. <laughs> How they make you feel about what you should be doing, but also the other side of Twitter that's like, you should be meditating. You should be growing. And I'm doing either. I'm literally yeah. waking up, staying up late, watching TV, going to sleep. And, Same. you know, and in between handling business, but I feel like I'm not in either or. When I started, like when quarantine first started, I was in the relax, meditate journal. It lasted seven days. And then I realized I was like, oh, this shit about to go on for a long time. Mm-hmm. Can you keep this up? So I'm, yeah. I'm good, but it's just I'm stuck in between. Is this our new normal and making mm-hmm. a routine out of it? Or is this just for the time being and just ride the wave? Yeah, I, I definitely one of the one of the things I definitely want to ask you is if you are OK, you know. Definitely want to start every episode with, you know, what we call it, what, a wellness check. Dive into that, because I think for a lot of us, being okay Okay. is like settling. It's, if you say I'm okay, it means you're not okay. Correct. So, so what we want to do here, just us, not even, you know, trying to put on the world anything, but if you're here listening, use the chat, you can utilize the chat and and talk to people directly. Feel free to hit myself, Ayada, personally. Um, using the chat, you can click people tab and goes to a direct. But um, one thing we always want to start these episodes with is wellness check. You know, the question, are you okay? And one thing that a baby stands on is uh, self-awareness. When it comes to self-awareness, a lot of people ask the question, you know, what does that mean? You know, what's the what's the benefit of that? Our goal is to make self-awareness cool. And one of the key, you know, benefits and aspects of self-awareness is your mental health. Um, it's your well-being. It's your um, just you recognizing who you are and being in a place that you believe in. And at times we're in a place that we don't believe in. And so a baby is here to, to change that mindset, to push that mindset to a place where you want to be. So when it comes to being OK, um, when it comes to wellness, we, we want to ask, are you OK? Because it's America. So a lot of the times we hype up the idea of being like great. Or good, above the, the extraordinary, or or I'm excelling every day. Or I'm doing a whole lot every day. Or I just achieve and I achieve and I do and I get. And you know what we stand for is more so a selfless, a selfless and compassionate base. So, but it's nothing wrong with being great, nothing wrong with being good. But we also want to recognize that being okay is just as fine. Being okay, being able to wake up and say I am where I want to be. I have the things that I want to have or I have an abundance of the things I want to have, let you know that being okay is perfectly fine. Additionally, what a baby is, is here for is for when you're you're lower than that, you know, when things are off kilter, when you feel off balance, um, when you feel like, okay, the things that I believe in myself to be, the things that I believe in myself that, that I'm able to do, I'm not doing those things. And yeah, at times you may have to push yourself, you may have to make changes, and being able to make changes, no matter how long you are, you can progress and grow to, again, being okay. And sometimes making that progressive state and that growth state, you can jump above okay. But our whole goal from that jump is to make sure everybody is okay. It's not anything extra. Are you okay right now? And if you're not, 
We're here for you. I am okay. I feel like I am okay at the moment. I feel like I'm at um, that less than feeling comes from that normally being above okay or that normally having a thousand things on my to-do list and checking them off or that feeling of accomplished or feeling of self-worth you get from being accomplished. So I am okay. There we go. There we go. And I'm learning to be okay with being okay. So that's that, that's that second part. Um, you talked a little bit. You basically said something. You used them interchangeably, mental oh. health and mental okay. wellness. Break it down for me. I want you to help me figure it out because that's something that we're um, – mm-hmm. the book of the month is The Alchemist. So me and Brian yeah. have talked a lot about that and just like what is the difference between mental health and mental wellness and how do you get to your – how do you get to a healthy mental space? not mm. mental health as a whole. Um, I know we talked about mental wellness is you're working out. To me, so, you know, we'll figure it out. The person who goes jogging every day with not a weight loss goal, without a, it's just a part of their everyday life mm-hmm. versus this person who's working out to lose weight. Mental health means the person who's working out to lose weight. They have a goal. They have versus mental wellness is someone who does these healthy things to remain mm. at that equilibrium. I like that. So what do you, what do you what did you get from that when we first introduced the the two terms? Well, from when when I introduced them, when we're looking at mental health, I had a conversation with uh, a young lady who's working on her doctorate as far as the therapy realm, psychology. This is from a professional. Professional, yes. Yeah. So we out here, you know, we're we're learning as far as this education that a baby is giving you through the arts. When it comes to mental health, you're looking at what the world seems to dictate at least our our nation or our community um, seems to dictate as a problem, as an issue. Someone talks about mental health, big shout out to Charlotte and the God, when he talks about mental health, a lot of people tend to combat, like, you know, um, that means there's a problem. He made it his prerogative to change that definition. But overall, I don't think there should be a problem with that definition because when we're talking about mental health, there's a category of, of diagnosis Diagnosis, what would be the plural term? I don't know. Diagnosis, where y'all put it in the chat. For me. <laughs> I think it's a diagnosis, even if it's a multiple. Di- multiple diagnosi that you know then say, okay, something is off with you and correct with you that you must deal with, that you have to keep in mind, that at times you must take prescription for. Mm-hmm. All right. So when when we say mental health, at least in this time period, and at least as far as what a baby is concerned, you know, we don't want to look at it as more as much as, you know, something that's wrong. However, the term wellness, you know, we can take that stigma out and say uh, your mental wellness or your wellness in general. Mm-hmm. It combines, which is something we'll get into in a later episode. It combines multiple things that engulf all that you are. It's not just what's going on in your brain, how you're drawing and all of that are functioning and how you take things in, how trauma has affected you. Wellness encompasses more than just that. And encompasses um, multiple facets of, of are you doing and being, you know, who you believe yourself to be. And are, not even that, are you, are you okay? That's what that wellness is. Are you okay? And so when that wellness checks come, when those wellness checks come every episode, make sure you hit the chat. You can tell us out loud. I want everybody to put in the chat how you are feeling right now, let us know if you are okay. If you are, let us know why. Um, or just say yes. Or if you're not, you can say um, why not. Or you can just let us know that you're not. And again, we're here to build a community of individuals who are here to check on each other's wellness and 
and make sure that we are better people, not on the outside, but on the inside. Mm. Yeah. Are you okay? Do you feel like you're okay? Man, I feel like I'm okay. I feel like I'm okay. Uh, one thing I stand on, like, during the, this is like my vibe, like, the whole quarantine. Because even if. about this being, like, semi your comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. Your productivity, like, you're productive because this is your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. So on the flip side, the cancellations and the unknown, you are in education too now. Um, yep. So on one side, you're gaining more time to dive into, like you're learning more. You spent hours yesterday on a website. Perfect. Yep. So you get more free time, but at the same time, you're losing your routine as far Absolutely. as what your weekends look like, which your day-to-day looks like. Um so how has that affected your okay? Well, you mentioning the routine coming back and the day-to-days coming back and packing that schedule from going to work to saying I want to do three meetings afterward to making sure my household is stable, to making sure my, my fiance is happy all the time. Like that just sitting a little jolt through me because it's like, okay, that's coming back soon and I got to get back to it. And it's kind of, the idea of it is kind of stressful, um, which I guess that's why I like, you know, having less on the play currently. Um, Cause it just go for me. It goes back to even when I started a baby, it went back to my grandfather passing, me studying abroad in a whole nother country, and me secluding myself and saying, "Okay, I don't want to do anything on the outside. I just want to stay in here, you know, mm-hmm. metaphorically and literally. I just want to stay in here. I don't want to do anything else." And I learned that this seclusion had so many benefits, and I think. If nothing else, I see the benefit in, in the corona time, uh, quarantine, you know, being beneficial in that aspect for me. I'm definitely aware of the problems that it's causing in many other areas um, for people who, you know, may or may not be like me. But for me, I think for everyone, I, I did, the seclusion aspect of it is beneficial. That's, that's what I like, um, to be able to take the time and just stare at the ceiling and talk to myself, you know. And be myself, um, like run around the house. A bit more about that, we talked about mm-hmm. how it has affected us and our close circle. Yeah. Versus, so we're not we're not out of touch with how it yeah. has affected other people, but um, being a collegiate organization and being in touch with those young people who their graduation has been canceled, and we know we come like from our four hundred members, many of them are first generation college graduates. Mm -hmm. That's a big emotional. Um, Many of them fund themselves through school. So losing their type of jobs, that's a big difference. So we're not out of touch, but I know it's not the same for our day-to-day. Our day-to-day balance is more so emotional and schedule, but I feel like for the younger people, it's affecting them in different areas. Man, I just (laughs) turned 30. We in the upper 20 now, so I think um, one person that we definitely want to bring bring to the forefront because a baby right now we're we're building out our three programs mm-hmm. for young adults for middle school and high schools. But what we've been what we've been had for the last eight years, four hundred plus members annually. I could say three thousand, four thousand plus within the past eight years. Our a baby collegiate group, you know, is something that's near and dear to our heart. Yeah. And so right now, I want to bring in our a baby collegiate program coordinator. Miss Lindsay. Hi guys. I'll say hey to Liz in the chat, you know what I mean? 
I look club, but it's okay. <laughs> it's good to see you, man, at least from a distance. I miss y'all. Yeah, so man. Bad. Well, how, how, how are you? How are, are you okay? Um, I'm okay. Like Ayat said, like, I'm just so used to this is what I got going on. And now it's just like, what do you have going on? So I have to make my own schedule and kind of hold myself accountable to being productive. Um, so as far as, but I mean, but it's very fluid. So I like the fluidity, not being run on a schedule, but also needing to accomplish the things I need to. But I'm good. Okay. Okay. Well, the main thing we brought you in on, as I'm sure you've been tuning in, mm-hmm. is we're wondering from a a younger standpoint, not just even when it comes to age, but experience-wise, and especially from a collegiate standpoint, which correlates directly to this is a path that I have drawn out and now that whole path has been shaken. Mm-hmm. Or or a younger a younger standpoint to where I had a job, I'm saving money, I'm trying to do this. Um, I have a lot of drive and all of that being shaken. And also a younger standpoint to where we depend a lot on social interaction. We depend a lot on, on being able to go out with our friends and do things and, and promote and be just in general. So um, how do you feel? How, how do you think our members are feeling? Like, give us give us an update. Um, I've talked to a good bit of members and also the young people in my life who are at that stage of getting ready to graduate. And there's a lot of stress and anxiety, honestly, especially when, you know, you're just sitting here thinking, oh, I'll, oh I gotta, all I have to do is pass this class and I'll be okay. And then there's graduation and think about that. Um, but I know a lot of them are striving and I know a lot of them are just hold, just barely holding on. Um, and so I try to kind of keep in contact with them, just kind of uplift. Um, I know as far as personally, like I have a younger sister who was set to graduate and she's just like confused really as far as what she's supposed to do next she feels like her path is very she has too many options so um it's just very hard to relate sometimes because you know everything from before till now everybody kind of went on schedule but you're at this crossroads where it's just like what am I supposed to do because there isn't a YouTube video you can go and watch. There isn't a book you can read to tell you this is what you're supposed to do or how to handle this specifically. Yeah. And I know during the winter retreat when we had all of them gathered, we tried to instill in them to find, and I don't feel like we gave them enough time because we literally just dropped these gems in January, but we basically were trying to tell them, Find something else in the world to validate you. Mm-hmm. Because once you graduate, it's hard chasing that high of a good grade or chasing that it high of this class beat my ass, but I passed or this mm-hmm. semester is over. Like those little milestones that you get in college, we know once you graduate and you have a regular job that's like Monday through Friday, three six like the whole year you have nothing to look forward to and you have to organize trips with your friends so even for young adults that just recently graduated when you get into the real world and you have this everyday routine you don't have little milestones to count to like in college you had games fall break 
whatever, you could have a hell semester. When that semester ends, you get a fresh start. You don't get that many fresh starts in real life. Right. So now that they've been, I want to say robbed of that, and they haven't had the chance to even process that yet, you know? So, like, some kids are not excited that they they get a pass or fail because they this was the semester to prove themselves, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, whatever it is, it's my sister was supposed to be transitioning to D.C., mm-hmm. and now interviews are halted. Like, mm-hmm. apartments, you can't go look for apartments. So it was like, what's mm-hmm. next? How do I pause my life? So I think that's a big age gap or professional gap, too, between younger adults because we're knocking on 30 and how they get to handle this time what's their biggest concern you feel like like um being ready when we're allowed to go back outside so it's i'm ready when they let us back outside well i mean ready professionally i guess yeah so like okay yeah we want to go outside we want to be with our friends we want to parlay we want to be in the mix all of that but as far as your future goals like, what do you do next? Like, um, for those um, jobs where you need to have those, uh, what's the word? Internship hours. You need mm-hmm. to have that experience. What happens next? Who do you go to? Who do you call? Is it really going to be safe? Um, so I just, that that unknown is really what I think scares them the most. And that, I mean, it scares most everyone. Um that you don't, we really don't know. We don't know when this is going to be done. We don't know if this is the new normal, but I really feel like just not being able to control that and knowing who to talk to, what to do, and is it going to be stable? Yeah. The real thing, man. And any, whatever, you got something else for us? No, it's okay. I was saying, like, I think it's a, it's a big, that part is also a, adults. We may have more experience in it, but mm-hmm. it's something that we're not ready for either. No. As simple mm-hmm. as our sleep pattern to as big as how do you interact when you go back to the workplace? Mm. Like, it's funny, like you said, is it safe? I'm a hugger. So does that mean when I start seeing y'all out in public, I'm going to have to be like, whoa. Right. You know, like, how do you change your everyday? Yeah. How do you change? Yeah, my standpoint, even then, going back to the workplace is, like, I don't know if it's what we was talking about, but, like, why do we have to be here? Because for me, it's where we're able to be productive, you know, for a certain amount of time, to a certain extent, depending on the job. Given my, what we would say, nine to five, certain things we can do at home, Um, even from an educational standpoint, Mm -hmm. you know, how are we learning? You know, I have a fiancé. I know plenty of other people. She got two degrees, two of her, her last two major degrees online. You know, um, even now when we're looking at the versus, the Swiss beats and the Timberland battles, when we're looking at um, people popping on IG Live, we're looking at opportunities like this, uh, whether it be hopping, Zoom, um, Baby Radio, whatever we're looking at, it's like, okay, these are things we can accomplish, you know, at home or from a distance. Even more importantly, during our own schedule. So the idea that we got to go sit in the office. I will say, room. I feel like this has shifted the regular people 
I call it Gen yeah. Pop. I hope it's shifted people in politics because Gen Pop has definitely realized there's a lot, a lot of things that's been done wrong. Like mm-hmm. for my district, for example, we were able to give every student a laptop. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. Before Comcast, Xfinity, all these places, and I want you know someone from a business aspect to you know hop in on the conversation mm-hmm. in the chat, but they're able to give all these students computers, which means they didn't go buy anything. Where were they? Mm. Right. Because I know at least. So where, my, go ahead. So like so, why were these less fortunate students? without this caliber of education while the school year was going. So that's been one thing. And like you said, there's a lot of jobs that can be done from home. You know? So even that aspect of it is is shifting our normal. Oh, yeah. you mentioned the, the computers. You mentioned, you know, just extending ourselves from a personal standpoint to a definite government standpoint. Um, I think I saw whether it be a tweet, Instagram, whatever it was, it was saying, you like, why... Now do we have, you know, elderly grocery store times? Why don't we always have elderly grocery store times? Now, how can we, you know, increase minimum wage when we could early? Now there's a lot of things, when it, especially when it came to those funds, when it came to those government expenditures, when it came to, you know, minimum wage, unemployment, when it came to those things, that now it's like, oh, uh, we can do it. And because of these extraneous circumstances, we'll do it now. But before then, like, why Why was it a debate to want to do it then? It made Bernie Sanders look good wanting to say, I can cut these student loans off. I got an email today saying, okay, you ain't got to pay till, what, September, October, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I mean, you might well, you know what I'm saying? Just, you know, I also feel like um, I've been reading on, and this is definitely something we could dive into next time, but is it because you want the gap between um, – the working classes to be bigger. Because if you think about salaries, most salaries start at $20, like 20 something. So if we give minimum wage 15, is that gap not big enough for us to feel like we done, you know, like I got my, I got loans. If I have to raise minimum wage and it's only a $5 difference, I feel like for the um, business class, that needs to be raised too. So that was another debate, like that gap needs to be bigger. Now, why is something that's more, you know, humane and we got to dive into. But that was that was an interest, interesting, like, idea, philosophy. Conspiracy theories are, are flourishing, okay? This was the best time for them. They're being watered. They are blooming. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know after all of this, and I'm sure because parents are starting to notice that, you know, teachers <laughs> go through the rough of it every day, all day. Um, just as far like what you're talking about with the laptops and stuff with my school district and my particular, my particular school students, I haven't even been able to be in contact with them because a lot of them don't have that internet access and they weren't allowed their Chromebooks to come home with them. So I've just been trying to figure out ways, get the wheels turning on how to connect with them. But hopefully after this is all said and done, teachers get a little bit more a little bit more love. Yeah, like over the years now. Yeah. That's interesting. I also want to know, like, going into it from an educational and students mm-hmm. for the creatives and like how they're suffering from this. Not no Instagram influencers, not YouTube influencers, and them too, but like the creatives mm-hmm. that 
their free time has been absorbed because it's still hard for me to balance my online life at home. So like you used to be able to get off work and feed your hobby or feed mm -hmm. your, you know, your side hustle or feed your crap. How do you do that now? So that's something I really want to dive into. I think um, for me, like I really want to shoot this pursuit weekend promo and it's really getting to me that I can't go outside and shoot it, you know, that's, that's small eggs to a pandemic, but it really does affect the mindset of wanting to just watch things versus wanting to do things, wanting to witness things versus wanting to create things. And I think that's why you're still here, because you can check in with, I think um, a good friend of mine, Mr. Keith Bell, he's a creative also mm -hmm. um, in Atlanta, and we have him on tap. So I think we can bring him in, you know, to join this four-part conversation before you peace out, Lance. Cool. And I think um, Keith can chime in on that a little, maybe. Hey, Keith. He might be muted himself. He might have muted himself, my brother. Creative, being created in his head. I did. I did mute myself. What's up with y'all? Hello. Hello. Hi. It's good to see you, man. Good to good to have you here. You're the most um, colorful person on the screen. So that goes straight <laughs> to the fact that you're the most creative. I think the left brain that you're using more than we are right now. Um, one thing we've seen you do since Corona kicked off, definitely the first week via your production company, Uncaged Birdie Productions, you've released, you know, Women Episode 2. Um, but on top of that, I know being in Atlanta, you made a big move last year. Some may or may not be familiar with your story. Um, at this time, that that drive, that that path, that you know, that plan, kind of how the how's that plan going to the side? Because you can't pull up on Tyler Perry Studios right now. Nah, I can't do none of that. Um, I had my whole year planned out. Mm. So like May to October might not happen until the spring right. comes out. <laughs> so it's That's like I had to like rearrange all that. And shift it to next year because I, I don't know if we're gonna have a summer for real. Mm -hmm. We're gonna have a summer. We're gonna have a summer, but I don't know <laughs> if we're gonna have a summer. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so yeah. How do you feel with um having to alter that? Like, does it feel like when we were talking about being okay? Is that something that's easily Swallow like okay, life is happening and it's not just happening to me because I know a lot of times when something happens, you you beat yourself up for a little bit, but it's happening to literally the entire world. Mm -hmm. And that's the first time I feel like, um, in my lifetime, that something has happened to the entire world. Mm -hmm. So how does that? How do you adjust that without feeling down? Um, it makes you feel a little better that it's happening to the entire world. Not trying to be like selfish or anything, but like you're it's like good. I'm set back, but I'm not the only person that's set back. So it's not like something that's self-inflicted where I messed up my own timeline. It's like, all right, this it is what it is. We just gonna plan even more and just make sure we have everything in place when it's time to go outside or whatever. I feel like a lot of creatives are really hard on themselves. Mm -hmm. Um and with that being and said, although it's happening to the whole world, life is still going on. Still Indeed, going on. Yeah. Bills are still, you know what I'm saying? It's mm -hmm. like, yeah, it's 
the creativity, the accessibility has paused. But then you have people like the creator of Hoppin and other people, this is their time to flourish. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, we're all paused, but life is still moving on. Like now I have yeah. to change my, my 30 goals to my 32. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, so just, just looking at that aspect, um, for me, it's really just remembering what matters um, as a creative we won't get into the term of like, um, come on, Rebecca. <laughs> that's, a, that's a This Is Us plug, if you haven't caught it. It's like a, uh, I said I haven't watched the uh, season finale. This Is Us is lit now. This Is Us is lit now. We I cry out. every episode. Because <laughs> I can't think. When I think of what I was thinking about, I'm going to bring it back up. But right now, I think during quarantine, Keith, what have you been watching? Like, how have you been entertaining yourself what have you been doing i've been watching ozark i just finished and gray's anatomy i just started ozark like you've been watching gray's anatomy like new episodes like you started no, Grey's anatomy. i started from season one i mean you never two. watched it before never watched it before my mom used to watch it when i was little because you know it's been on for like 20 years have but. you teared up gray's anatomy got like 20 seasons have you teared but. up yet no i haven't got to that point yet not yet. I'm just yeah. seasons two. But I've been watching Grey's Anatomy and Ozark, flipping back and forth. Then I play Call of Duty and then I do something slightly productive. Okay. So Call of Duty, you play with Xbox, PlayStation? Xbox. Xbox? Yep. So has like that, that turned up as far as online experience? Has that seen an impact by Corona or anything like that? Yes. I never played my video game really. Because it's like I okay. go to work, I come home, it's like 8.30 when I get home and I try to do something on my computer. Before I know it, it's 11, 11.30. So out of all of us, you're still actually in person and reporting to work. How has that yeah. changed? Hold on, you still working? Yes, well, work. I haven't worked for the past two weeks. I go back <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> and that's why Corona, that's why summer is canceled because a lot of jobs are still. Right. Yeah. Let them be at home. Yeah, um... I don't go back till Sunday, but um, we did have a confirmed case at work, and then I was like, you know what, F that. I'm taking my two weeks. So I'm on week two. What's today, Wednesday? Yeah, mm -hmm. week two. So, so Sunday, I go back. Because of the outbreak? Yes. Okay. They, but initially, when it started, they gave us two weeks. It was like, if you think you've been infected or you definitely are infected, mm -hmm. um, just take two weeks. And I picked when it was confirmed to take my two weeks. So that's interesting because I feel like your daytime routine or your work routine hasn't changed. So is it, do you feel like the fact that everyone around you, life has changed, is affecting you more in social? I've affected it myself because <laughs> honestly, I haven't been that productive <laughs> in these two weeks at all. Like you would think I would wake up like normal and like do something, but like, no, nah, I'll be asleep like half the day. Because see, that's honestly. really interesting because... For most people, it's their work schedule that's threw everything off. Mm -hmm. But for you, it's they literally robbed you of the social, of the release, of how you, you know how you your parlay after work. Or, that's what's been changed because right. your regular yes. routine has still been there. You still live in Atlanta. You still go to work. But and that's I don't think a lot of people think about that. They think only the people that their jobs canceled is the ones who their life has been shifted. No, it's like everybody that you'll see, like the 
gas station man on the corner. I don't see him no more. It's just like little stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that makes a big difference, especially since you just moved to a new city. Exactly. So it's like you just gotta. I'm in a. I'm in the house with it. I might go to Kroger around the corner, or the farmers market across the street. But other than that, I'm pretty much in the house. No outside correspondence. So Keith, as far as outside correspondence, we know the goals with those things. Are you single? Yes. So how how <laughs> being a single? Hard, huh? I'm I'm basically married. Bay life. She got it. I got it. Right <laughs> up. Standpoint, Lance. We won't get into your business, but Keith, if you can like from a single man standpoint, how has quarantine affected? relationships, not just, you know, sexual relationships or, or the top tier, you know, interest relationships, but just, you know, relationship with that in general as far as how talking to them all of that. Be as candid as you like. Uh, people like to talk more. <laughs> <laughs> like Wait, to talk more. candidates he like? No, he just asked me about the candidates, quote unquote. I could describe one. You can talk to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> A baby radio. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we <we've> tried. <laughs> Let me describe her. <laughs> nah, but it's uh, most people like to talk more like Facetime. I don't request it. A couple come to Atlanta's. What were you gonna do when they came? <laughs> like, dude, were you gonna have the sanitizer and the wipes? Yeah. Red? You got a thermometer at the crib to see if they got a fever. I don't, but I could have easily got one. Right. It didn't happen though, so it's like it's it's okay. Because the message to females was, if a man asks you to come through during the coronavirus, he really don't care about you. <laughs> He's trying to risk your entire health every day. You said what? I asked my fiance to come through every day. Y'all live together. See, <laughs> come on, man. I'm gonna be sick. I'm gonna be sick with you. I didn't know that was a thing. Though. You know what? I feel like that's really interesting. Me and Brian. I said that the coronavirus, I'm not blaming Corona on Bryant, but I will say God had a hand on quarantine because of Bryant. Because for the past six months, I won't say year, he's had an issue with social media. It still do. And he felt like the use of technology was robbing people of in-person interactions. And it's true to a certain extent, but I feel Mm -hmm. like it's because millennials or our age group is like in between. We were there. Mm-hmm. From pay phones all the way to FaceTime phones. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The generation before us, they didn't get that. And then the generation after us, they had phones since they were 10. So we're the generation that's like, I miss the old days. You know, constantly thinking that. Mm-hmm. But because of quarantine, you're forced to have these interactions. Like, you know what I'm saying? People who used to say, I hate FaceTiming. I want to see you in person. Guess what y'all doing now? FaceTiming. FaceTime me that. <laughs> Y'all on FaceTime. So I think like that just shifts. We are the generation that's hard to please. Because we came from a very, you know, technology changing time. Yeah. But I feel like FaceTime, I know data rates are going through the roof. That Wi-Fi. You ain't got Wi-Fi. You, you struggle right now. Yeah, shout, you out shout out to the districts who send the Wi-Fi buses out. You know what I mean? Need that. Because that's it, it's a crazy shift. But like, Brian, with you not liking or disapproving of the, the utilization of social media to that capacity, 
Mm-hmm. How do you feel like that has shifted? Um, there's a movie that Rebecca and me is taking over right now. I can't think of. Um, that's all the time I'm gonna give myself to try to remember. I'm sure once I get to talking, I think of it. But as far as what we're looking at, social media, the need for it, the need for internet, the need for virtuality, um, the virtuality versus reality. If you know, if I ever write a thesis, that's gonna be one of the ten: virtuality versus reality. I think we're we're getting to Ready Player One. That's the name of the movie, Ready Player One. I think it's also a book. It's not a book, and it's an old movie that they remade. But I'm pretty sure it's a book um, that was released as, as a movie a couple of years ago. So we get to the point where everyone is disparaged in the real world in reality, but you can live whatever life you want to live in virtuality. So um, I think what I have, I won't say issue with, because it ain't got nothing to do with me. It's just a disagreement with the idea that, you know, you can be somebody virtually that you're not in real life. That's where it comes from. So, you know what? You said, yeah, I've I've always felt like that. I think this time, because our people who are used to living virtually, they can't create content that makes them look like somebody they're not in reality. I think is really putting an emphasis on reality. I think it's putting an emphasis on it, it, what actually matters. I think it's, it's saying, you know, even virtually, you can't be virtual and be like, hey, look at my billion dollar house. Like, look how nice my life is. Like, that's not what's mattering right now. I've, I'm seeing it happening. You know, big shout out to Drake, Tusi sliding. Um, I think he had a. Um, I hate that song so much. Magazine. I don't know if anybody follows Champagne Poppy, but he had a spread where it was showing off his house. Um, kind of like on some, this is a you know top seven wonders of the world type thing. And I was like, this isn't like a time where the majority needs to see that or feel that or be that. And I believe in Drake. I respect Drake. He's one of the greatest artists ever possibly. So I know inspirationally that's there. It's definitely tapping into me. Where it's like, damn, when I get my house, what I'm gonna do? But when it comes to reality, that doesn't matter right now. It doesn't matter like for me. A lot of people I surround myself with. I feel like the issue with like virtuality and reality is something that, especially, we've known plenty of people that cap on the internet. Cap, cap. But I'm starting to believe this, like their way of manifesting, like. It has to be a little part of you. Like you can't, you can't, you cannot just be pulling this out your ass. Like it has a part of you may wish this is your life. Like y'all looking real goofy, but, it's but like, it might be attainable. <laughs> it may not be attainable because you're not. I think what makes it more attractive is the fact that you're not doing anything to reach that. Mm. That's what makes it more of a cap. But it's like if you buy this flip. You posting like <laughs> it just said no, I got. It. But like if you sitting on sinks, like you got a big booty, guess what you want? Guess what we know you want? You, want booty. you can't get it. You can't afford <laughs> it. Look at right. <laughs> I'm starting like now that I'm scrolling through social media and I'm seeing some of these people and the stuff that they're doing, I just be like, this might be your way of telling us what you wish you had. All I'm saying is what you're saying. Those two, us living like everybody go watch Ready Player One. That's that's just what it's gonna be. If I can manifest it in, in virtuality, 
then I can make it like it's gonna happen. Like whatever. Yeah, I, I, I can't live like that. Right now, um just just on a positive note, I feel what you're saying. I don't know about the the big booty and all of that. But I don't think it's positive, but um, shout out to B Simone. Manifestation um, Queen. Okay. Manifestation Queen, she calls herself um and she made it happen, you know, without doing anything gimmicky, just being herself and taking that to next level and next level and next level. To becoming what she wanted to be, what she believed herself to be, you know, being the most one of the most self-aware people on Instagram, especially for um, our community. Is there a black Instagram yet? No, not fully. No. But I feel like at the same time, you not feel like be, the people who know Charlie, people personally or the people that grew up with her don't look at her and roll their eyes like, "You not this fucking funny." Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. I seen her at the bank like two weeks ago. She live in Atlanta. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's from Atlanta. All them from Atlanta, but it's just like, do you not feel like the people that grew up near her? Maybe she was shy in person, but they like this this internet personality. That's not what you do in class. Like, mm-hmm. what was this at? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of people who are really funny, but they're only confident behind the camera. Doing or- episode three, four, five, six, seven. It's gonna be some time before we continue to dive into the difference between who a person is virtually versus in reality. Yeah, Ross said something real. I don't wear hats in real life, but I have a hat on now, and the screen is mirrored, so I'm trying to figure out how to get it balanced. So, keep, <laughs> you know, give me hell later. You know what I mean? I wear hats every day. But at the end of the day, um, when it comes to COVID, we recognizing, you know, who we are. We're recognizing, you know, who we can be. And hopefully, hopefully everybody watching this has some types of dr- some type of drive for when this is over with at whatever time that it's over with that you can go outside and be yourself. You know, don't put too much on you. Make sure you're OK and you're good right there. Don't think you got to step out and be B. Simone. Don't think you got to step out and be Donald Trump. Don't think you got to step out and be Yanni Kesha. Still, don't think. And be less than or greater than, just be yourself. Be okay. But then again, tutorial so you could blend your concealer because Donald don't. I think Trump is being himself. Um, (laughs) So in the future, you know, continue on that virtually and in reality. If in reality you can do it better than you can virtually, please do. In the future, if you can do it better virtually than you do in reality, please do. Yeah, I promise I'm making a pledge now that I will not knock anyone who is excelling, progressing, growing in life virtually anymore. Because when I block y'all off my influencer page and that's it. Who is this? That's it. So before um Lens, Keith is great to have both of y'all. Any last words? We'll start with Lens. Anything you want to tell the people? Um Stay safe, wash your hands, do what you got to do. That's it. Wash your hands over gloves. Yeah. Not straight too now. You see how Lynn's doing it now. Protective styles. Listen, <laughs> I've been trying any and everything on my hair, okay? There we go. All right, Keith, anything you want to say to the people? Let them know. Uh, everybody stay safe. Stay in the house so that we can have somewhat of a summer. Um, we outside. And I vow to be more productive. From this point on. There we go. All right. So appreciate you both. 
Thank you for coming through. Much love and appreciation. Bye. So we we done. We got we got a little time left, man, to to, to hit something on the head, you know. Uh, we're gonna check the chat, you know, see what's going on in the chat. Um what we got going on? We got Tonto said fake it till you make it, then fake it some more. Which goes what we that, that, that's like a that's how I feel about Drake, Aubrey. That's how I feel about Aubrey. Directly, it's two sides. Check us out for like episode 20 to talk about um, Drake showing his sides. I feel like that line, that quote is Drake. <clears throat> but moving this on. Right here is going to be chopped up and put on all social medias and it's going to be cut right here. Yeah. Don't drag me. Oh, I'm going to drag you, man. Y'all got your back. We all got your back. All right. DeAsia's here. Um <laughs> We got a caller. Okay, they they must can't make the show. So for these for these last moments, we want to do. Um, just want to thank everybody for tuning in for this first episode. Our goal with the first episode is to outlay what a baby radio is. It's a show. You know, we can create an interactive talk show to where it'll be the future of what podcasts are, what music stations are, um, what else, what parties are. Uh, what classrooms are, all of these things all in one. Uh, from us, we're never going to, you know, succumb us ourselves to to talking about something else. Anything we talk about is going to push a mindset forward. And pushing that mindset forward is not trying to tell you what to think, trying to tell you what to do. It's to assist you. It's happening to yourself and being the individual that you're destined to be. Um, our goal in life in general is fulfillment. Um, our goal in, in general is to look back at what has been before us and say, how can we do better? So the best way to do that is to have open discussion and talk about, talk about, discuss on the outer so that we can tap in and, you know, make decisions within ourselves to be that person. And be that line, that okay. Okay. Be. That's a thing right there. <laughs> in that okay space and not be like, You might need to do that. That's cool. You can do that. I'm going to be like... Hey, lit, though. Okay, it's lit. What are we going to do? So before we get out of here, what we also want to do with um with A Baby Radio is bigger than talk show. We we love the arts. A Baby loves the arts. We believe the arts are the most impactful thing in the world, or the most impactful things in the world. So shout out to DJ D-Nice. Um, shout out to uh, Timbaland and Swiss Beats for the verses. Again, we talking about digital stuff. Um, shout out to... Uh, Tory Lanes, who whether it be through animation, being creative with yourself, um, quarantine, 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 you're able to to bring in audience. Um, you're able to impact others. So one thing we want to do is have exclusive material um, that we can stream, and also exclusive live performances. So right now we want to bring in a, a good brother of mine who a baby would not be a baby without. Um, he goes by the name of Ra. Um, it would not be as far as our baby collegiate group, the baby at Coastal without him. I probably would have never been to Coastal without him. I probably would have never went to Myrtle Beach after after 20 years old if it weren't for him. So um, the Charlestonian himself is now live. How you? How are you okay, brother? How you doing? I'm good, man. Just just trying to maintain this. Uh, I don't know. I'm up and down with it. You know what I mean? Like I never really been too much of a social person. 
but I realized like that is a part of me. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So like being stuck in the house or just going to work and then coming home is just just daunting at some time. So it's killing me. But we are yeah. good health. You're, you're, you're a person. You're a very compassionate person. You want to give, and I think in this quarantine is um is is disabling us to be able to give in certain ways that we're used to. Yeah. Um, yeah that you're here today to give to us, you know, in a different format. But before we toss to that, you know, anything you want to say, any, any questions you got for us, you know, anything? Oh, man. Uh, well, I mean, I, I will, it will be more so, I, I have to ask, I, I, like, how do, y'all, yeah. how do y'all navigate and to help uh, kids and everything like that who don't have, you know, sources to Wi-Fi or, you know, their, their Wi-Fi source is skeptical or they just need more help with the material. Like, how are y'all helping them? It's been very um, uncertain and it's been up and down. Um, we give assignments. We're supposed to grade them. But for the most part, we do wellness checks. Okay. So, like, I don't care who submits assignments, who doesn't. Um, I broke my all-time rule about not giving my personal number. Like, I'm texting parents that I know. um struggle like I haven't met in person who don't check emails so mm. I have two students who were homeless prior to this um so now that they've been staying at an extended stay and I text their parent because it's just been wellness checks grades education honestly education has been on the back burner social mm. and emotional check-in has been most educators forefront on what they're focusing on so the education part is sad that they're missing out on it but some kids are in abusive situations, so all we can do is check on them socially and emotionally. Yeah. I don't personally expect more from them than mm-hmm. to just be okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that right there. Yeah, that's, that's, that's crazy, man. Like As B. White was saying, you know, I, I like to give or help in any capacity, so I've yeah. been, like, rattling my brain with other educators and trying to figure out, like, how we can, um, as a community, maybe find a do way more. to support you know, the yeah. less fortunate, so. Well, yeah. thank you. Well, definitely. I'll think of different ways that we can help because it's, it's they're limiting volunteers and stuff like that too because of Corona. So right. it's hard what we can do. Only thing we can really focus on is reaching out to them. Right. And exactly. making sure that they're good. All right. That's what's up, man. You know, she got answers. So any question, yeah. <laughs> any form you to come through and ask her, please do. She is the great... Ayatomus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> right now, we want to pass the mic to you. Um, you okay. can take over again in introduction. Uh, you can follow him on Instagram at Raw Speaks. That's R A H dot S P E A K Z. Yes, sir. Follow him right now. He's going to give us a performance because the arts are the avenue uh, to a greater us, uh, to pushing ourselves forward. So uh, take in what he does and what he presents for yourself. Put yourself in it. Uh-huh. I see. Appreciate you no being here. What's that? Appreciate you being here. Appreciate you having me, man. All right. So what I'm gonna share with y'all is a piece that I, I wrote not too long ago. Um, it's entitled uh, "Between the Covers." Uh, it's it's a play on words, but I hope y'all enjoy it. Um, so the truth is. I wanted to get inside you the moment we locked eyes. I mean, you're fine and <laughs> thicker than cold peanut butter. 
Your style is unmatched. You a trendsetter. Many creatives adapted your style to use it in cinemas. It's so mysterious to me. How can you be so quiet yet so thought provoking? Many creatives adapt. Excuse me. Many creatives adapted to use you, <laughs> use you in cinemas. How can you be so quiet yet so thought provoking? Um, hold on. How can you be so quiet yet so thought provoking? Perhaps that's why they banned you in many rooms. The things you say could turn a room Fahrenheit 451. And they say sticks and stones may break my bones and words can never hurt me. And that was some bullshit. The shit you put out could hurt like a full clip. And I'd be foolish to say that you didn't expand my mind. See, I could find you at any time immersed in R&B, hip house, bass, and jazz. And then turn around and teach me some arithmetic that'll kick my ass. I love how you take me on trips around the world and I never have to leave my couch. You bring trips to islands, trips to paradise right inside the house. And while I kick my feet up, you unlock my mind by giving me the, mm, you unlock my mind with the key to life. But damn, excuse me, <laughs> you unlock my mind by feeding me facts with the key to life. And if we're lucky at night, I'll carry you to the bedroom just so you can continue to play with my head because I know that's what you like. But it wasn't until we made it between the covers where I fell in love with you and your body, palms holding your back, gently securing your spine while I'm licking my fingers after each and every stroke inside. And as excitement builds, I flip you over to your next side. I'm nose deep inside where your left and right divides fuck coming up for air because that breathing shit is overrated. And to my television and my friends, I am jaded. I'd rather spend endless time reading and studying your body language. I am captivated. Oh, yes, you captivate minds. Oh, yes, you stimulate minds. Your blessings is so divine. You, you, you blew my mind. But who would have thought you would have had me speaking multiple languages by halftime? But it wasn't until the end of our time where I saw you on the hip of another guy caught you in the lap of another girl's thigh, and I, and I pretended to be blind to, to have something in my eye to avoid the harsh realities that you, you were never just mine. And I sit back and think of all the good times and how I let you into my mind, and I even brought you around my mom's. And for the first time, my parents didn't mind us sharing the same bed. Yeah, I know black parents ain't having that. <laughs> but that's just how much they love seeing us together, and I can't front she made this man better. I mean, it's like I'm stuck on shorty. It's as if she's been basket weaved into my DNA. And I can't front. And still to this day, when I get that call, I definitely answer. And sometimes I pop up at our favorite spots and all, Barnes and Noble and all, just for a taste of nostalgia, remembering the good times we had between the covers. So that is all. Folks, um, that is entitled between the covers. Um, it's really that was really just more about my my obsession, recent obsession with fall, like falling in love with reading books. So that's why I entitled it. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. That's real dope. Yeah, I like that. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I gotta lock that down a little bit though. But when I get it, I got it. Nah, we got we got you coming back soon, man. We got you coming back on a on a, a future episode. So make sure again, y'all follow Raw. Make sure you see what he got going on. Um, because yeah. again, the arts will speak to us in various ways. Um, some of you, if you run that back, you know, you may take it as something that that you're attracted to, and how you deal with it. Uh, whether it be as he mentioned books, whether it be actually be a lady, whether it be your solitude. Now, um, make sure you take in your art from your perception. Don't let 
art tell you who to be. Don't let the world mm-hmm. tell you who to be. Don't let others tell you who to be. But take things that are coming to you and decide who you are. You know, move forward with that in your head. That's the main thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yes, sir. Um, if I could say one thing before we log off, though. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so working at the CDC, man, I see I, I, I'm out in the streets a lot or within the community and everything like that. So I see uh, how a lot of people are treating one another, man, during this time. Um, from the elderly, how people are treating the elderly to like someone who sneezes because there's mad pollen out here, right? Um, so people are freaking out and just like, I feel like in the midst of pandemic, people are losing their mind and along with losing their mind, they're losing their sense of humanity. You know what I'm saying? So I, I challenge people to uh, make sure that they 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 hold tight onto their humanity and um, treat each other with respect, with love, man. Because when it's all said and done, you got to look that person in their eye when this is done and they're going to determine how your actions today spoke in your heart now. You know what I mean? So just, I got, we got to operate in love, man. I know it's scary, but that's all. Operate in love, man. Yeah, man. Love. Love. Shout out to the yeah. Alchemist. That's a book we read, you know, book of the month, rather. Make sure if you can check it out, quick read. You know, we all got time. Some of us have less time than others. Um, some of has less access than others. If you in the chat and need a copy of the Alchemist, let us know. You know, but well, baby, we got we got we can we can help the people out. You know, so you know, let us know. Yeah, you see, yeah, <laughs> at least. So, Rob, we appreciate you. Thank appreciate you, for coming, man. Thank you for being here. Right. Definitely Look gonna forward. be a later episode, brother. Indeed, indeed, absolutely. All right. All right. So right now. We're a little past our time, so just to wrap up, we're gonna do is um a final segment for you to take something with you, for you to challenge yourself, for you to dive into when it comes to the arts. Uh, we want to promote something or or suggest something that you can invite into your life. So, uh, yeah, what you got for the people? So I guess following Raw's spoken word about books, I have a book suggestion for other people, and I challenge you to look through it, read through it. This is my book suggestion, Between the World and Me. Um, It's an amazing book. I'm a highlighter, like I read through the book, highlight through it. So it's one of those books that brings you back to reality and understanding what it means to be black in today's world. So that is, and it's a quick read. It's a very quick read. That's definitely, that's what I want the world to take away from. And I think during this time, um beyond just the pandemic we are even looking at the stats of the pandemic it's already showing there's a disparity between who is actually dying i think it's a good book to read and it's a, it's between a father and son so i suggested it for all black men i remember um texting every man i know in my phone like you need to read this book you need to read this book but it's beyond right. that if you're a woman and one day you'll birth a son or have a brother or a cousin i still think it's a really amazing book to read right. so that's what i to take away from it so check that out between the world and me, Tanahisi Coates. You know, make sure you get that. I think I got. It. I need. I started reading. I ain't finished it, so I got to get into it. As a black man, I got to get into it. I even got it. My mama got it. So um, me, I want to suggest an album. Streaming is popping now, so uh, make sure you check out this album right here. It's I- what's going on by Marvin Gaye, Mr. Marvin Gaye. All right, make sure you check out this album. Um, it's a. a it's an album that connects together perfectly. Um, release, you know, 
in years that that none of us, as far as people watching or our age group, were alive within. So you can check this out and find the core correlation of what was going on then, what's going on today, and at the same time, via music. What I stand for is music having a purpose, music having a message. Um, I grew up on music teaching, music being a parent, music being a mentor. So this right here is an album that definitely, you know, teaches you um, something, gives you a feeling and allows you to feel a certain way. So that's what's going on by Marvin Gaye. It's a full album. There's no bops on it by definition of what a bop is. But if you change the definition of bop and saying that a bop is something that's going to help you, something you can groove to, something that you can relate to when it comes to the below OKs or the above OKs of your life, this right here is for you. So check out Marvin Gaye, what's going on. All right, so right now, um, we're still live in the chat. Want to thank you all for coming out for Baby Radio episode one of y'all. How you feeling? How you good feeling? I'm excited. I'm excited. I wasn't prepared to do this live, but I've always yeah. wanted to make sure our episodes get recorded. And first step is doing the first one. Exactly. We're going to be candid forever with, with this, so we're going to always improve. Um, we've got some notes via text that the sound may have been off, but understand when episode two drop, look out for episode two drop, the sound will be right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so tell a friend to tell a friend of Baby Radio. We got 30 minutes left. Um, DJ Tony Tonto, we're going to jump in the comments. We're going to try to interact with everybody here. Thank you for coming out. Uh, much love. Uh, stay safe. Stay sanitized. Love y'all. Thank you. Much love.